I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. Hey, welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sells Show for Closers. My name's Kevin Hill. I'm your host as always here as we talk about freight sales in all its capacities. We have a great guest uh, joining us today, Mr. Ryan Schreiber. He is the CGO over at Metaphora. We're going to talk about the state of freight sales here in 2023, looking in the front view mirror, uh, out the windshield into 2024, crystal balls or magic eight balls, as we uh, as we progress through a uh, challenging year for for uh, a lot of freight sales professionals out there with the market the way it is. Have a few audio podcasts coming out uh, over the next uh, few days and into to next week. Uh, some of those, Rob Bussey, I published that um, last week. And then Bell Hill over at Fetch Goat, Ela Preston over at PackSafe, and Brent Orsuga there at Pinnacle talking about activity and attitude. And of course, Mitch over at Thai Software. So keep on the lookout for that. You can subscribe to put that coffee down wherever you download your podcast. Before Ryan joins me, though, what to, to recap an article that I shared uh, a couple months ago, but uh, finding it very useful uh, these days as well. And that's on the secrets of trial closing. There's four, four things that you need to, to remember. And I think in a down market, they're even more important because you're hearing no, not right now, quite a bit, I'm sure. Um, but you have to, have to collect those no's, get that momentum going because when there is a need arising or when the need does arise, uh, you can capture the, the moment uh, there. The first of those is a two-way door decision. So leaving uh, your prospect or the buyer and out, not cornering them in a, a corner like a strong arm salesperson, um, but having uh, a free-flowing conversation and the ability to say yes and the ability to say no, which is the second principle. Um, leaving that out, leaving, uh, you know, offering value, offering that proposition, but it's a, you know, it's a yes, we go forward or no. And they can freely choose either one. Uh, if you've done your, your, your job, you've built the value up to where, of course, they say yes. But oftentimes they say no. Uh, the awkward conversation rule uh, is that to have those awkward conversations before you get into that decision making process, uh, you know, it's, it's better to, to get all of the objections and all those that awkwardness out of the way. Uh, so you have a pretty firm footing on what the decision is going to be. And then no complaints. Don't complain about anyone turning you down. Uh, it always falls on your shoulders. You didn't do a good, do a good enough job. You learn from that. You, you move forward. And the, the next, uh, next time you're in the situation, you have better information and uh, better skills. So... There's just uh, a few tips and reminders, um, but we're going to talk about freight sales in 2023. What's the state of the industry with Mr. Ryan Schreiber right now? You know, remember that time when I did like a what the truck segment or something and I was in my hotel room and the and the bed was like not made, you know, because I was traveling. Can we talk about how we need to turn this whole graphic behind you around? Because it's backwards, backwards it not, you know, when you're looking at it, like, it backwards. Like, you know, we need to get our stuff. We need to get our stuff together here, Cahill. Like, what's up, brother? You know, like 
I kind of expected a professionally done show here. I didn't realize this was amateur hour. So, well, you know, I, I didn't realize that it was uh, it was the, the wrong way. I was trying to reverse yeah. my camera and I guess it just didn't do it or maybe it just flipped over. But I do remember that that episode really well. You know, unmade yeah. beds right behind yeah. you. I'll probably sleep in your eyes as uh, as you got Definitely up sleep. Um, before for noon. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before <laughs> noon, is it's a stretch for me, man. I'm telling you, but, you know, listen, I made it and I made it here. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to excited to chop it up and kind of talk about like, yeah, what we're seeing and and look through the front view mirror, as you said, which most people do call uh, a yeah, windshield, well. as you pointed out there at the end. And, you know, and talk about kind of like what, what the outlook looks like. What, you know, and we topped it up on the golf course uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was great seeing you uh, here. At yeah, you're not really supposed to tell people that because then it makes it sound like, you know, if Peter finds out, you're not supposed to tell people that we, I was out on the golf course, you know, like, <laughs> no, I was, I'm like working, well, you know, working hard out here, Kevin. I, I, well, I know, but you know, working hard on the, on the golf course. Uh, so, so let's talk about 2023. Let's talk about sales. Let's, uh, you know, what is the state of freight sales right now? What are what are some trends that you're seeing? You know, this is an opportunity. I, I need to kind of talk about something that I that, that you and I talked about actually on the golf course, and um, you know, and, and that I've been talking about all year, which is uh, the market is is predictable. You know, and 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 we try and predict almost the wrong things, which is what I think frustrates me when I look at the market. Right? I mean. We're always trying, everybody's trying to guess where the bottom is. Is it the bottom? You know, uh, uh, when's the bottom coming, et cetera? Like, th that's the thing that's unknowable. You can't know when the bottom, you know, uh, when we've hit the bottom uh, or when we've hit the top, even until you're looking back. Market always cycles. And for some reason, we keep finding ourselves, most companies keep finding themselves in the situation where they're reacting to what the market's doing right now. And that's why we keep finding ourselves chasing our tails. Look, there's nothing you can do to make sales easier when the market is deflationary. You're going to be struggling, right, to get net new logos when the market's deflationary, no matter what you do. But you can be preparing your business for the market cycles, and it's about getting ahead of those market cycles. So right now, what are we seeing, Kevin? We're seeing things start to pick up. Right. Like that's what we're hearing from all of our customers that that really things are picking up. Obviously, being that it's the end of the summer, that is a really, really positive time because right now is typically a dip. Right. And so that's a really positive sign. We'll see what happens when peak comes. But trying to guess whether or not we're there is the wrong way to go about it. And that's a little bit what we talked about on the golf course. Right. What we should be doing is preparing for what's coming next and investing in those areas for what we're going to need when it's clear that we're in that other cycle. Yeah, you know, predicting when is a fool's errand in a lot of ways it because oftentimes uh, the, those peaks and valleys come from something that's exogenous to, to trucking and logistics itself. It mm -hmm. is some economic pressure. It's geopolitical. It's, it's you know pandemic-wise. Uh, it's, it's something a multivariable predict. It, it is. It is. And very little comes from the, the actual um, current dynamics in trucking, right? Because trucking is, is, mm -hmm. is moving goods around in the broader economy, and the broader economy is going to shock trucking 
either for the good or for the bad. And you can't really know when that's going to happen. And as fool's errand, it's kind of like guessing the highs and lows of the the stock market. It's something yeah. that you can't really do and no reason to work on the fundamentals, working on preparing that, that you get those logos in the queue to where the, when right. the need arises, when, when that market changes, you can switch on the, you can flip the switch and mm -hmm. be ready to, to go and capture that trail up into the market because that's where if you're not doing those things you're going to miss that entire curve up and you're going to hit your hit your stride about the time the market peaks and then you're back down into the cycle again that's right that's exactly right you know one of the first things that you and Duner talked about when you first started this show and it's come up on two times throughout the show is the number one most important thing when it comes to sales which is show value before you ask for value Right. And that is what's key to sales. And look, selling trucking and logistics can be transactional by its very nature. And it's really difficult, you know, to think about showing value before you ask for value. It's really difficult to, to actually lean into that and, and still be able to maintain the outcomes that you need. Look, I mean, my first job slinging freight, I was making what, 30K? And I was living in downtown Chicago. I mean, it was a difficult experience. I mean, right? I, I needed money. I needed mm -hmm. loads on the board, right? I mean, that's what you need. And, and that's what you need to survive. But at the same time, like part of the reason, again, we get caught in this cycle is by not leaning into the long-term health of our own pipeline. And, and that you can do that at the seat level. You need to do it at a business level, but you need to do it at a seat level. And if you're a business leader sitting on this, uh, you know, or watching this show, one thing that you, you need to kind of practice what you preach, right? I mean, you're telling your people to invest in the long-term health of their pipeline. If you're, you know, you're telling your carrier reps to be, you know, trying to build a carrier base that's not just DAT or public load board carriers, like you need to be showing them the same thing by investing in certain areas of your business. And if you're a seat level person, how are you investing in that pipeline health? So that Kevin, to your point, you're able to say, I'm going to hit this inflection point when the need arises and not just hit my stride right when we get to the end of the cycle. And a lot of people who are listening to the show probably haven't been, um, you know, through a market cycle like this. And they, you know, the, 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 the post pandemic or the intra pandemic, if you will, boom that we saw is what a lot of these younger people in the industry, that's all, that's all they know. And so it's, you know, it's difficult for, to think through how it could possibly be any different, but you've got to do those things. You've got to do those right activities at all times to build that long-term pipeline health. I mean, listen, always be closing, right? Like always get the opportunity. If you have an opportunity to close business, close it. But doing the right things is going to set you up for success when, when the need arises. You can't create demand. You can't create it out of the ether. All you can do is be a consultant, if you will, for your customers, be there, be that trusted advisor. And when the need arises, capitalize on it. And if you are a broker that hasn't been through the downturn, right, that you got hired in the pandemic and you haven't really seen these cycles, uh, stop worrying about how and when it's going to turn, right? Your, your focus and your energy and your activity and your brain power bandwidth it, going in the wrong directions. Quit thinking about that mm -hmm. and start investing in that, that pipeline. Because totally. just because they haven't said yes, that the bigger your pipeline, that the more business you're going to get 
once the market turns, and when I say once the market turns at that inflection point, when it turns and not at the peak, and if you're a business owner, you said it really well there, is that you have to lead by example. You have to be investing. You have to be evaluating uh, software that you didn't have in the last cycle turn, right? And you didn't get around maybe to, to, to buying it or that the timing wasn't right, didn't have the bandwidth to do it because of all the, the activity. If you're sitting on your laurels right now and not doing it, you're going to be caught up in the same situation next mm-hmm. time. And I bet you it's not going to be as as intense and as long as the past cycle in the pandemic. I remember in 2018, it was, it was a great market for just a number of months, like six yeah. months maybe. I remember being in Miami yeah. um, at the Stiefel Conference and, and seeing trucking executive, logistics executive presenting one after the other saying, Oh, this is a new normal. This was in in February yeah. of 2018. This is going to it's be a generational. I know, right? Um, three months later, the market had turned, and five months later, we realized it turned, and it wasn't coming back. I think it's hilarious, actually, when everybody talks that like a new a new normal. Like it's yeah. It's, I'm sure that one day there could be a new normal, but like you know, there are fundamental, there are fundamental systemic things that create the industry that we have that that would need to change and and i think you know kevin you you're talking about um you know you're t- you're talking about the importance of sort of 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 investing in in the things that you're going to need to 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 hit the next cycle and it's true and so if you're a if you're a leader you need to be investing in training if you're a carrier sales you need to be investing in um you know onboarding carriers who are uh you know who are true traditional backhaul carriers or provide, you know, some special services that you guys might need or that, you know, that have a higher quality of service and that you're creating new matches because those people won't onboard you when the market is, uh, or those carriers won't onboard you when the market is tighter for them. Right. And so you need to be delivering Mm -hmm. that value to them now and getting ahead of what you can have. That's how you have explosive growth. And if you're a sales rep, you need to the difference of sales reps, because we know and not right now, right? Because those are very different answers. No is, yep. go fly a kite, lose this number. If you call me again, I'm calling the cops. You know, and not right now is, you know, can sound very much like that first one, but it really means, listen, let's stay close. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't, you know, don't, don't try mm-hmm. and be that hard, strong arm salesman as you were talking about before, um, you know, but let's keep the, keep the doors open. And use each one of those as a learning opportunity. I think the best thing you can do is is really learn from your prospects, not just your customers, but learn from your prospects, and and ask and take the opportunity to ask questions to truly learn, not to respond. So you know, listen, you're a freight broker, and I know most, or, you know, as a freight broker, and most most folks that are listening to the show, I believe, you know, are primarily freight brokers. The number one thing you hear is, hey, we we only onboard asset carriers or like we only want to work with folks who have assets or whatever. Why? You know, what yep. what's behind that? What's the reasoning behind that? What are you guys trying to accomplish as a business? And if you ask that question earnestly and you're not trying to sell through that objection all the time, I mean, you need to learn to sell through the objection. But but the way to get through it is by actually coming with curiosity and learning and using it as an opportunity to ask those questions. Listen, I get it. You want to work with asset carriers from your perspective, Mr. Shipper or Miss Shipper or whatever. What's the reason? What does that provide you that you don't, you've had negative experiences, brokers? I get that. 
But like, what does asset only provide you? Because the reality is you're going to need to get through that at some point. Take this as an opportunity to learn. Close the opportunities that you can close. Build that long-term pipeline, you know, for yourself. And then and then you're just going to hit, you know, when you do hit the upswing, you're that much better prepared for for what's going to come. Yeah, you're looking for the goal of of why they, they they prefer this or prefer that, not you know checking it off saying, oh well, they don't work with with non asset based logistics companies. Well, there's a reason why, mm-hmm. and you can take that to next phone call and have a better prepared answer. And that's how you do break through those objections, right? Is mm-hmm. is learning all the, the the different reasons why and being able to anticipate that which is important to do whenever you are in that cell seat. And I think you probably the same way. Having really genuine conversations and not worrying about the cells until the very end of the process, I've I've closed more deals and have more customers just by being generally curious about things than going in, trying to get elicit specific answers so I can counter in this way and, and, and all of that nonsense. You know why I think that is though, Kevin, like, and I know we're getting a field of the topic of, you know, what are the trends we're seeing and looking through the forward facing mirror or whatever. We never said. stay on point. You know, you know, I think that my observation as I look back at my career and listen, like I wasn't, I'm not going to claim that I was, you know, the top sales rep at the top brokerage that existed, but, but I agree with you. I mean, I do a lot of deals now, not as a freight broker and a lot of the, you know, as, as a consultant. And part of the reason is curiosity. But I think what I learned through through sales is, or through you know more, more transactional brokerage sales, and and why curiosity served me really well in that situation is, you know, always be closing means, always be setting up for the close. Like every conversation has a close that you should be targeting, right? So, getting mm-hmm. the next meeting on the calendar, getting on the whatever. My grandfather was a scratch golfer until the day he died at 93 years old. And and one time we were playing when he was like in his 90s and I was in my 30s. And and he said, you know, don't aim at the flag unless you're trying to hit the ball to the flag. Right. I mean, you know, you need to play your way through. Yep. And, and, and so, you know, don't try and get the freights unless you're ready to get the freights, unless they're ready to give you the freights. But that doesn't mean you can't be closing. And one of those means what's the close of this conversation or this meeting? Early stage calls, it's getting through the gatekeeper, getting the right contact, right? Mm-hmm. Later stage calls, it's, and then later stage calls, it's, it's actually, you know, getting the business. But in that in between time, the curiosity helps you learn what you need to know to sell through the objections, right? Because you're selling to yep. a person, right? But you're also selling to a business and you're selling to business problems. This, you know, the, the transportation manager can't overrule the supply, you know, the VP of supply chain on what their asset, non-asset mix is going to be. But you can be one of those non-asset providers. You can get through that concept and and learning early on. So my takeaway, Kevin, from like our experience, as you were talking about, is what curiosity has helped me do is learn so that I can get through those objections. That's what customer qualification is. Yep. So I, I think that's the key takeaway. I, I, I do too. I, I think it's a key takeaway. Uh, another, th- you mentioned this briefly, it, meetings, right? If someone's taking a meeting with you, they, they want to learn something. That they, they, they want to totally. get some, that they have an issue that they're trying to solve. And it's your job to, to figure out exactly what that issue is, what their goals are. Um, because quite honestly, 
if I agree to meet somebody, I want to, to, to learn from it. I want to learn from that experience. I'm not taking meetings because I don't have any problems with, with what they're, they're offering. Uh, so keeping that in mind, I think is, is, is important early, right? At the same time, don't underestimate people's willingness to waste their own time. So again, that's like we're knowing like, sure. that's where like knowing no from not right now is really important. I mean, I remember when I, you know, I started my career at Echo, as you know, but, you know, I went through some sales mm-hmm. training um, there uh, and the guy, w- Echo had a great training program and, and, um, and uh, that my sales trainer was, was this guy named Ron Tessendorf, who I think now is at LoadSmart. So shout out to Ron um, out there in the universe. And, you know, we were in this room and we're running through scenarios or whatever. And the way that he wanted to play it at the time was like a guy who just wanted to talk about sports. Like he needed to fill his day, right? I mean, as a transportation manager, part of the job is taking these calls. And that's the training that you get in in sales training is, hey, remember, like people are, you know, they're, oh, don't feel bad. Like you're doing your job and their job is to field your calls. And it's true. And so listen, like, you know, there are definitely times where people are going to be wanting to waste their own time. And that's okay. But if you if you're gonna be in sales, if you're gonna be in this job, you know, you need to be dug into really learning these skills of how to understand what's no, who's wasting their time, and then how to navigate these experiences. And it's all all you can do is trial and error, right? Like it's all about yeah, getting reps, getting repetitions. That's why training is really, really important because you can get repetitions in training and whatnot. Uh, and so but I do think, Kevin, like you're right. If they're taking the call a lot of times, there's a reason for it. Your job's to get to the bottom of it. And is, is it is it just that they want to waste their own time because they know they're going to get 50 more calls today? Mm-hmm. That's possible, right? But that's where again, you're selling to a human being. And so take that on. I mean, you're selling to a person. If they're taking the call, again, there's something you can get out of that call, even if it's a rep of learning, you know, somebody who's trying to waste their own time. But get to know them as individuals. Which is I valuable. have monthly calls. Totally. I have monthly, you know, now again, I sell consulting services, but I have monthly calls with CTOs from some of the, you know, top 10 logistics companies in the country. And a lot of times that call starts with us just talking about kids, you know, how's your mom, et cetera, and so forth, which, which, is, mm-hmm. which is just basic sales training. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the call, it's, hey, so like what's on your mind right now? What are some of the things yeah. that you're curious about right now? Because I'm that trusted advisor and you can do the same thing as a freight broker. What's on your mind right now? What are you hearing from your providers right now about the state of the market? What type of insight can I provide you to what's going on right now? You know, I, one thing that I did was I kind of became the like intermodal guy for some of my customers and they would call me to ask mm-hmm. questions about intermodal because they just weren't yeah. used to it. And that was 15 years ago. So Find that thing, the niches bring riches, but but really it's about getting to know the prospect and being able to offer that prospect what they want to be a buyer. And it goes back to qualification, right? You're always qualified. Totally. You're always qualifying and that's just uh, being engaged, really. I mean, that's the, being the, the end of the day. Being curious, being People engaged. People can't feel that. Uh, Oh yeah, they could. They, they can really fill it, and uh, you just have to own a space. Whatever that space is, doesn't matter. Just own a space. Yeah. Be the expert. Be the person that that your prospects and your clients are calling, asking you a bit of information. It goes a long yeah, way. Totally. 
And so that's what we're seeing. Right. We're seeing the market change a little bit and we're seeing people just like getting at bats, right? Get at bats. If you're doing the right yep. things, good things will come. And then really understanding your sales process, you know, allows you to, to kind of dig into the right areas. So we are seeing the, and to go back to like kind of the topic that you want to talk about in the first place, we are hearing, mm-hmm. we are seeing that the market is, is improving, that right capacity has left the market yep. in enough of a, of a, um, uh, in mass enough where mar- you know yeah. capacity starting to get constrained and we'll see what happens through peak right i mean from here mm-hmm. until november is where things normally start to heat up and so is peak going to be peak or is peak going to be um you know not peak and then obviously weather like weather disruptions will help yep some um or not help some depending on if we have any of them you know that obviously always buoys uh rates across the country yep. so cautiously optimistic that the bottom has reached yep. but to your point like i did see her you know looking through the but, looking through the front view mirror oh go ahead okay we had about 20 seconds left so i'm gonna have to catch you off oh, there already oh my god the front view i know right it just just flew by but ryan shriver you can find him on linkedin cgo of metaphora but that's going to wrap it for this episode of put that copy down and catch us next week here on freight waves tv same time same channel I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive, cause winning's expensive. I got expensive, cause winning's expensive.